welcome back to another year of the Tea Please podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I am so happy to welcome you into a new year. 2022, it's going to be great. And I'm really excited to welcome you to another episode of the Tea Please podcast. As you know, I've been switching up the format and doing a whole lot more solo episodes. They're kind of like, these episodes are, they pretty much end up being like a journal entry of mine on like a particular topic that I'm really thinking about or working through. And today I definitely wanted to talk about New Year's intentions and resolutions, all the New Year stuff that we go through and think about. And everyone has a different approach to how they get ready and prepare for the new year and what they what they want to do. So just to preface, in years past, I was someone who didn't love making New Year's resolutions or didn't really make a plan for my year. I struggled with goal setting because for a long time, I feel like it hurt my confidence when I didn't meet my goals. So I avoided making them so I wouldn't disappoint myself. I think it makes sense when you think about it because if we break promises to ourselves or say we're going to do something and we don't follow through, we over time just learn to not trust ourselves and the decisions that we're making. So I don't think it was helping me and I also think I was setting like unrealistic goals for where I was at. I've been doing a whole lot of work in the confidence arena and now I love making goals and balancing them out with a healthy dose of compassion towards myself because I think, you know, the key to New Year's intentions is really like understanding that they are intentions. It's okay if you don't stick to them 100%, but I think it's helpful to really just sit down and reflect and think about who you want to be and what you want to become and where you're going, where you've been. I think it's a really great practice. So you'll notice I use the word intentions, not resolutions. So we're going to talk about that as well. And I'm going to share with you some of my goals for this next year and kind of how I go about setting them. Before we dive in, go ahead and tap follow wherever you're listening. New episodes air every single Monday. I'm really excited about where the podcast is going in year two, so definitely make sure you're following along. So if you're new to listening, I am super introspective. I would say sometimes to a fault because I can really go deep with why I do certain things, and some would say that I overanalyze. And when the new year rolls around and everyone is reflecting on the last year, I'm like all over it. I love to deep dive into all the things. And that's why I love the week before New Year so much because it's slow, there's less going on, and I find that there's more space in my brain to think and reflect. I also have a theory about the week before New Year's and it's that people break their routines around the holiday festivities so much because they're spending time with family, quality time, they're traveling, and they lose track of time. The schedule is like all off. And that's why I think that week between Christmas and New Year's feels kind of funky. Like, who am I? what day is it? And I think it's great because I just love the fact that so many people break their routines that they forget what day it is and are just like just shaken up a bit. I think that's good for us. And I wonder what it would be like to feel like that at more times throughout the year. Like you're just so wrapped up in something else that you forget like your daily routine and what's going on. I don't know, just a thought. Also, this time last year, I was about to launch my first episode of the podcast. And that memory, layering into all the New Year's reflections, just adds a whole new level of magical nostalgia that I will always love to look back on. But anyway, goal setting is a topic around this time of year, and it seems like there are more opinions than ever about how New Year's resolutions 
are not best. We don't really like the word resolutions. And, you know, for several years, it's been kind of shifting. And I think this year, it's really hit a tipping point where people are like, so fed up with everything. They're like, we're done with resolutions. Like, we're just trying to hang on by a thread here. (laughs) And I get it. And I get it. So I like using New Year's intentions better than New Year's resolutions, because I looked up the definition of resolution. And a resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. And it makes me happy as a society that we're saying we don't like this anymore because I don't think it's like the most healthy terminology. And it also makes a lot of sense why in the past I felt resistant to making resolutions. It doesn't feel good if we break our firm decisions or promises to ourselves to do or not to do something. And then when we break those promises, it does have a negative effect on our confidence. So no wonder we're like, see you later, resolutions, I'm all for it, we're done with it. Now the definition of an intention is a thing or action intended, an aim or a plan. So we know that plans don't always go according to plan, and we know that when we aim, we sometimes miss the target. The word intention has much more room for humanness and nonlinear growth than the word resolution. So I am definitely making a motion to change the terminology from New Year's resolution to New Year's intentions. I think it's just a much more practical way to frame what it is that we're doing and to really set us up for success where if we're setting a resolution and then we break it, it feels bad. It's just this like negative cycle that we've been trying to get out of for it feels like years. So 2022 is the year. Let's not do that anymore. All right. So there's a ton of different ways to actually map out our intentions And I truly think you got to find what works for you and find the best way to break down what your intentions are. And I feel like my way is pretty loose and chaotic. Honestly, making this episode is super helpful because it's getting me to articulate what my thoughts are and put them all in a row um, where typically things are just like swimming around for a little bit too long in my head. Some people have journals or planners or vision boards and I have a podcast and some people have really detailed outlines and some people have a sticky note they put on their mirror. It's literally whatever works for you and really like gets through to your brain the way that you're wired so that you can actually like do something about it. Okay so this is what I did this year. First, I started to think about the wellness wheel. If you don't know what the wellness wheel is, you can Google it. Go to Google Images. And it's essentially a wheel made up of categories that contribute to our overall wellness. The goal, of course, is to have the perfect balance of everything going on in every category. There's seven categories. But I've come to the conclusion that it's just, it's going to be like meters. Like each category fluctuates all the time. I'm picturing like an audio meter and the sound waves of different tracks going up and down all the time, you know, during a song. Changes all the time and some categories are higher and some are lower at different times. That's kind of how the balance of the wellness wheel looks like. So I like to use the categories of the wellness wheel to start thinking of my intentions at a high level. Here's the categories. Again, there's seven of them. There's social, occupational, spiritual, intellectual, physical, emotional, and environmental. These are like the main umbrellas and the areas of life that I want to bring awareness to. From there, I notice whatever initially comes up when I think about New Year's resolutions or whatever, there's usually something. I mean, we've been conditioned to try and make goals at this time of year since we were babies. So there's usually something that I have on my mind that's already like in my head of what I want to do better in the next year. So I think of that thing and then which category of wellness it fits under and I start there. 
So I'm going to share three of my goals and three of the categories on this episode and leave the rest to myself because as much as I love transparency, I also think keeping some goals close and private is to be respected and you don't have to share everything, you know? Okay, so let's look at physical first. That's the category of my first intention that I'm going to make is in the physical category. Lots of physical resolutions come up at this time of year. Um, It's just one that a lot of us have goals in and I am the same way. So next I write down my goal within the physical category. For me, I'm exactly six months away from my 30th birthday and I want to feel in great physical health for my birthday. Then I break it down further by defining what great physical health looks like to me because specifics are super important when setting goals and everything needs to be broken down into an actionable item. Right now I don't have any actionable items, I just know that I wanna be in great physical health by my 30th birthday. For me, that means two things. I want to feel strong and fit, and I want my gut health to be optimal. Okay, next step is writing down the actions that will help me achieve and feel those things. So now examples of what some of my actionable items are. And right here, I also have to acknowledge that this is where the humanness and nonlinear growth really comes into play. And it's like the big grain of salt that we all need when we're setting goals. Because every day is not going to be perfect, but I still think it's helpful to have some sort of guideline, plan. That's the intention, right? So to feel strong and fit, I intend to work out four to five times per week for at least 30 minutes. I would love to say daily here, but I am not confident that I can stick to that. And every day is something that my brain is just like, whoa, you mean every day for the rest of your life? Like you're only 29 every day. Holy cow, that's so much. Those types of words I just do not respond well with. So I'm not like I can't be an everyday person, but four to five times per week gives me some room for days that I'm not feeling it and I wanna be realistic. Also, I'm not working out four to five times per week right now, and I have had seasons where I was working out four to five times per week, and it made me feel really good. So my intention is to get back to that. I felt it before, I've done it before, I'm not currently doing it, and that's where I want to be. I also intend to switch between yoga, bar, and strength workouts. In the past, I've had seasons of life where I've done one or the other pretty heavily, like strength only or yoga and bar only. And I really wanna be intentional about incorporating them both because I love the way that my body responds to both. And I like the way my body looks and feels with a little more muscle. And I also love the small muscle groups that yoga and bar strengthen and tone in a very different way. And then in terms of optimal gut health, I have been reading and trying to learn so much about gut health. And I have come to the conclusion that my gut is struggling. (laughs) I don't think I have the best digestion and there's a lot of things that I want to put in place and test and experiment to see what is making me feel good and just bring more awareness to those habits like the eating habits that I have that are um, probably going to help me with my physical goals as well but ultimately just going to get my gut in a good place and I'm committing to taking probiotics every day and um, testing a few different ones so when I find one that I like I'll definitely share it with you and then on top of taking probiotics I also want to cut back my intake of gluten and dairy I think it's a little bit too extreme for me to say I'm going to totally cut those things out right now but I'm definitely going to cut back and see how that makes me feel and then maybe it's something I cut out in the future if I'm noticing like hey I'm really feeling a lot better when I switch to gluten-free toast instead of regular toast. Boom, done. I have my action items for the new year. 
I'm going to alternate between yoga and bar and strength workouts four to five times per week for at least 30 minutes. That's my first New Year's 2022 intention. And I do this for all seven categories, but I totally recognize that seven categories is a lot and I don't think you can like really hold and achieve all of these different goals, like seven of them at one time, especially since that one was kind of like two. It's a lot, but for me, I still think it's helpful because I'm not beating myself up if I don't get every single thing checked off on my list. If making so many goals has you feeling overwhelmed and doesn't make you feel good, then for sure don't do it. Just do like top three and focus on those. The purpose of New Year's intentions are to make us feel good and help us get to the next level of where we're going to be. If we start feeling bad and overwhelmed right away, then it just doesn't have to be that way. That's not going to help us get to where we want to be. And that's like not the point. This is supposed to make us feel better. Only things that make you feel good in 2022. What works for one doesn't work for another, you know? So I am going on with my chaotic plan and going through the seven categories of wellness and really just thinking about what I would like to improve in each area. I do that for all the categories and then I pick my top three. The others are like in my back pocket of awareness. Maybe I get really into a great habit with one of them and then I can have more room to focus on some of the others. Maybe five months down the road, I and you know, like ready to focus on something else. And then I've already have this like framework that I can refer back to. Again, I know it's a lot. I know it's a little chaotic. Don't do it if it doesn't work for you, but I like to look at the whole picture. So the next category for me is gonna be emotional. I really want to feel clear-headed, confident, and believe that I can get where I wanna be and have the life that I want to live and I can get there with the things that I have now. Next step, how do I actually get to feeling this way? I intend to reduce my screen time and social media use because I didn't have a lot of awareness around my habits on this last year until like later in the year and I really realized how much it was working against me in a lot of ways. So I intend to only scroll for 30 minutes tops every day. The goal being some days I don't scroll and I have some of those days now but if I do scroll it's only going to be for 30 minutes tops. I am always someone who has to experiment and see for myself. So of course, I have heard about how bad scrolling can be and how it can really mess with your confidence, with our focus, with our inner thoughts and dialogue. And I definitely noticed this year how scrolling social media affects me. And there were months that I was spending way more time online than in my physical world. And I noticed how that made me feel. I also went on several breaks from social media this year when I was working through some burnout and I saw in those cases how reducing my screen time actually really helped me feel better. So not only does everyone always talk about this, but I have now cultivated my own awareness around it and how it affects me personally and that inspired me to change my habits. Boom, done. Second New Year's intention is set. I intend on scrolling social media for only 30 minutes a day tops if I choose to scroll. And the last one of mine that I'll share is in the spiritual category. I had a New Year's intention about this last year and we're putting it on the list again because it's a habit that I've made a lot of progress with, but definitely one that I cannot claim mastery of that habit. And that is meditation. 
I really recognize the need for me to have a consistent practice of meditation in my life. Like I said, I've made a lot of progress. In October, I put like an extra emphasis on this. I tried new apps, new ways of meditating, and increased the number of times I meditated from the previous year. And I also started turning to meditation on days that are harder than others. And in doing that, I learned that it's helpful. So I want to continue to solidify this habit and really make it a staple in my daily life where not quite there yet, even though we have made a lot of progress. Last year, I said I was going to meditate for at least 10 minutes every day. Not a great goal for me because I need more flexibility when I'm just starting to incorporate a habit. It should have been like meditation two to three times a week for any length of time. That's more like realistic for where I actually was with my relationship and meditation. And 10 minutes is kind of a long time or it can be if you're new. And again, that everyday terminology is like, I just had no chance. I was never going to keep that. So for 2022, I intend on meditating for any length of time at least four to five times per week to match my physical intention. Really, I'd like this to be every day, but that's not a word that I can use. So we're keeping it four to five times per week. That seems realistic to me. And I'm keeping it loose, so I'm not saying I'm going to sit there in silence for a specific length of time. I am keeping it open. I've been really loving the Superhuman app by Mimi Bouchard. She has tons of different meditations. Some are seated or laying down meditations. You can listen to them when you're walking. I love her walking meditations. She has like Legs Up the Wall series um, for lymphatic drainage and doing... um, legs up the wall. She has cooking meditations. It's much more flexible than this old school vision of meditation and I'm responding way better to it. So leaning into that and that's probably how I'll continue to really hone in on this practice. Again for goal setting I feel like you just have to play with it and try different goal setting structures. You know a lot of people are sharing their ideas and their way of doing things. So See what other people are doing and then take different elements until you create your own structure because I think that's ultimately going to be the most helpful one is doing what works exactly for you. I like looking at these seven categories because I feel like it helps me see the bigger picture of my life instead of just, oh, if I do, do this one thing this year, I'll be feeling so good and great and I'll feel so accomplished. Like there's a lot that contributes to our overall well-being and wellness, and I think it's helpful to spend some time at least thinking about those areas. In general, I'm feeling so hopeful for 2022, and that got me thinking about how having hope seems to be kind of like scarce (laughs) these days. I feel like just having hope for your future and for our collective future is such a unicorn thing in the world. It's almost like a new way to rebel. Like it's the new rebellion to be hopeful and like, looking forward to the future. It's wild. And I'm feeling hopeful because I think hope is important and it's essential for growth. I mean, if we don't have hope, then what are we really working for? And I've had my fair share of days that really got me down the last few years. It Sometimes it really does feel like it's just getting worse. But there's a lot of things that we can do to help move our world in the right direction. It can be exhausting. And in some ways, it doesn't always feel like we're making progress. But I believe that we are. And I definitely don't think losing hope is going to help. So I'm going to remain hopeful for 2022 for my future, the future of my family, and the future of us all. I think there's a lot of people who are trying to do good. And let's support them. Let's give them our dollars. Let's give them our attention. Attention is currency these days. The more we practice doing that and giving less of our time to 
news articles and algorithms that have us in a hole of, you know, negativity. We don't need to listen to that. And if we bring some awareness to it, we can really start to shift the way things are going. I'm super excited to be back this week, and I took a break last week, as you know, so I'm feeling re-inspired with the podcast, lots of podcast episode ideas and content ideas for Instagram and TikTok, because I feel like last year, it was my first year even trying to create content, and I started with the podcast and Instagram, and I've made so much progress in learning how to show up as myself, and I, it's like such a, a breakthrough that I'm grateful to have had, and I definitely struggled, but I feel, yeah, just more myself and really excited to create more this year and and continue to chase what feels right because I think that's going to help me build the life that I really want. I love y'all. If you're not following along on Instagram yet, go ahead and find me at the Tea Please Podcast. I'll be sharing more reels and product recommendations this year that I use in my real daily life and would love to connect with you all. When I figure out TikTok, I'll let you know where to find me there, but I got to figure out what I want my handle to be. Being named Sarah is so hard when you just want your regular name as your username for things, so I gotta be a little creative and I haven't decided yet. Also, go ahead and leave a review or tell a friend about this podcast because we are going places in 2022 and that is what you can do to help your favorite podcasts or content creators, you know, share their stuff, like their stuff, tell people about it. I would be so thankful. That is it for this one. I will talk to you in next week's episode. (music) 